0: Support for this podcast comes from Troy University, dedicated to teaching a new generation to lead change. Information on leadership opportunities available to students from day one is at troy.edu leadchange lead change.
1: From Troy Public Radio, this is In Focus, and I'm Carolyn Hutchison. Today we bring you part two of our conversation with L.C. May, the grandson of moonshiner Louis Clyde May of Bullock County, Alabama. Clyde May created the recipe for Konecuh Ridge, Alabama Fine Whiskey, which the legislature designated as the state spirit of Alabama in 2004. L.C. became the family historian, and he continues his grandfather's story. L.C. May, welcome back to Troy Public Radio.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: L.C., I have known and talked with an ATF agent and interviewed Tom Allison, who's the author of the book Moonshine Memories. Your grandfather went to prison.
0: Yeah, it was probably arrest by committee there. He started making moonshine in 1946 and didn't get arrested for the very first time until 1972. So obviously, by the time he got arrested, he was a pretty notorious and well-known moonshiner. And in the late 1970s, uh, He was arrested for possession of, I believe it was around 30 or 40 gallons of moonshine that they found in his barn. He went to trial. At that time, moonshining was still a federal crime. It was a form of tax evasion. So he went to federal courthouse, uh, went through a whole trial, and he was found guilty and sentenced to two years in prison. Uh, Now, at the time, it was common knowledge that as long as you didn't do anything wrong in prison, you were not going to serve your full sentence. And he didn't. He served eight months of a two-year sentence and got out for good behavior. And that was the only time between starting making whiskey in 1946 and his death in 1990. Those eight months were the only time he wasn't making whiskey.
1: The ATF agent I talked with served in East Alabama and North Alabama, and he said that it was almost a game that the moonshiners and the ATF agents would see each other in a restaurant and sort of nod, said it was not anything where there was a lot of violence concerning moonshine. What do you know about that?
0: Absolutely. Well, there's I guess there's an example or a, a bad apple in every bunch, but in the grand scheme of things, are, and for the most part, moonshiners and law enforcement, rather it be a federal agent or even a local sheriff's deputy, they had a mutual respect for one another. I believe, as you mentioned, Tom Allison even said that he never was scared or feared for his life when he was busting up a moonshine still. And the reason for that is moonshiners were not out to harm anybody. They were in rural areas that didn't have a lot of career or job opportunities. Many moonshiners, including my grandfather, never even finished high school. So they did what they felt they needed to do to provide for their family. And law enforcement understood that. So they were usually not out to get you and arrest you and you know, keep you away from your family, most of the time your punishment was they would find your moonshine still, they would destroy it, and they would walk away. They went and hide in the bushes and try to tackle you if they saw you uh, walk into the still. It was just that sort of respect. And the moonshiners, I'm not saying they would not get frustrated or angry that their moonshine still got destroyed, but they also understood law enforcement, they have a job to do as well. So they did what they had to do.
1: Let's talk about your grandfather's recipe. He had such a reputation of having the best moonshine. What was that magic ingredient, or can you say as the family historian?
0: Uh, is it, not really a secret by any means, Maybe it was at one point, but no longer. So, And as it relates to his actual unaged White Lightning moonshine, in addition to some of the things I mentioned earlier, one of the things he liked to use was rye grain. Oftentimes, when people think about moonshine, especially in popular culture like TV shows or anything they've read or researched, moonshine is often associated with corn whiskey. So rye is normally not a grain that's associated with moonshine, but my grandfather felt that rye was a flavor grain. So he would incorporate it in what we call a a mash bill to ferment and then make into whiskey. Now, as it relates to the family recipe for his aged whiskey, what he would lay down in a charred barrel, he didn't have the luxury of aging whiskey for as long as we do today because obviously we're doing it legally, and when he was aging, he was sitting on 53 gallons of evidence. So he would age it for about a year. He would lay down a barrel around Christmas, and then he would pour it out the next Christmas. And early on, he was not pleased with The product he didn't felt it met his standard of excellence so he experimented with different finishes to try to soften the whiskey up and he discovered through a trial and error process that adding oven dried apple slices to the barrel at the end of the aging process, not to flavor the whiskey, but to help soften it up a little bit, really did the trick. And that is a process we call the Alabama-style process, and that's one of the whiskeys we continue to make today and carry on. And that's actually... What's the official state spirit of Alabama is Clyde's original recipe, his Alabama-style whiskey.
1: What about this Christmas recipe?
0: That's what the Christmas (laughs) recipe is. So often, as I mentioned earlier, he didn't really market himself, so he was not walking around. He never even used the term Alabama-style He just walked around and was like, hey, this is an aged whiskey I produced. Well, it became more and more popular as years wore on. And since he always would normally produce it or at least uh, dump it out of the barrel around Christmas time, some of the customers came to know it as Christmas whiskey. They would say, hey, Clyde, I want some of your Christmas whiskey. And he knew they meant his aged whiskey. So it's the Alabama style and the Christmas whiskey recipe are virtually the same thing. What kind of apples did he get partial to? So over the course of time, it was more about whatever he felt was the most fresh or quality. But Granny Smith apples or the green apples, which are kind of a nice mixture of sweet and tart, he felt uh, did the trick and would do a good job of not, like I said, flavoring it, but softening up and giving it a nice smooth finish.
1: L.C., the family went legit. You're the Alabama manager for what?
0: for uh, Koneka Brands, which is the owner of Clyde Mays Whiskey. The brand was legalized by my uncle, one of Clyde's sons, Kenny May. He started the brand in 2001. He was overseeing the brand when it was named the official state spirit in 2004. Just like the life of a moonshiner, the life of the legal brand has had a bit of a roller coaster of a existence and history. Around 2013 and 14 is when we finally got really the right people behind it, industry veterans that really knew how to help get this product out there and introduce it to the world. Now we are one of the fastest growing whiskeys in the United States. We're available in all 50 states and a handful of countries as well. We're actually building a brand new distillery in Troy, Alabama, so previously, when Kenny May started the brand, it was still illegal to distill spirits in the state of Alabama. That didn't change until 2014. So there was a 13-year period where we couldn't even legally make this product in the state of Alabama. And once that changed, we began the process of finding the right location, raising capital, and doing our due diligence to build a distillery here in alabama because at the end of the day we wanted to honor Clyde may the right way and if you're not going to do something right don't bother doing it at all and that's the way Clyde may lived and now we're close to completion on a 25 million dollar distillery in troy alabama that sits on about 76 acres of land and not only a distillery but a full-fledged tourism experience for people who want to stop by and visit
1: i want to thank you for your time today is there anything else you'd like to add
0: you know, I promise you this, you won't regret learning more about Clyde May, the man, and the whiskey maker.
1: Your listeners can find you on YouTube.
0: Uh, yes, yeah, so anything to do with Clyde May's whiskey, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, the social media channels. If you want to hear more stories from me personally, you can probably look me up on YouTube and find some of the other interviews that I've done over the last few years as well.
1: L.C. May, I want to thank you for sitting down with us and giving us a look at moonshining in the mid-20th century.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: That was L.C. May, the grandson of legendary Bullock County moonshiner Clyde May, who created the recipe for Conecuh Ridge, Alabama, fine whiskey, the state spirit of Alabama, as designated by the legislature in 2004. Thanks for joining us today for In Focus, which is a podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Carolyn Hutchison, and this is listener-supported Troy Public Radio.